This is going to be a really interesting episode because it's about love. So all the wrong, misleading thoughts you had about my other episodes, well, it's finally not wrong in this episode. <laughs> and again, I might sound tired or out of breath for the most part of this episode because I just finished my midterms. I swear, biopsychology is the death of me, but that's over, so let's roll the intro. Zero o'clock with, well, yours truly. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Zero O'Clock with Trish. This is officially the podcast version of my brain. <laughs> and I am very tired. That's a great start to this very interesting episode, but I promise this will be an interesting episode, so don't click off just yet. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by my midterms and a very recent nap. So recent that it just took place hours ago and I just woke up from it and decided to record this episode. <laughs> and I know most of my intros before are very long, but since this is kind of a spur of the moment idea from my nap, I want to get my thoughts out and about and maybe you want to hear about it. And since I don't want to make my intro too long, let's get it! Let you go! I literally just finished my midterms just earlier this morning. I woke up at 6am and it ended around 10am and I slept again. So now it's like 1 in the afternoon and I'm recording this by a window. And actually, to be honest, I'm craving milk tea. To be exact, I think I'm craving winter melon milk tea because that's my favorite. <laughs> because, um, I don't know. It's a very tiring week, like I said. Also, I'm recording this by a window, so if you hear some noise in the back, I am very sorry. But anyway, getting back. Um, when I woke up a while ago, I remembered this one specific memory. When there was this guy that I really liked. This was a long time ago, and he directly asked me for my love language. Like, straight up asked me, what's your love language? And I remembered feeling like, what? Or why are you? <laughs> it was shocking, because I don't know if it's just me, but I've never had anyone ask me that directly. Like, maybe you talk about it with your friends, like a discussion topic, but for a guy you're interested in to directly ask you that... Like, not even phrasing it differently or beating around the bus, just straight up ask you. It was kind of shocking, you know? And when I was thinking of an answer, I remembered the book I read before. The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. I'm not sure, but I think it's a very popular book. And it's a really good book to read, honestly. And I remembered sending a picture of that book cover to him. And then simultaneously, he sent me a real-time photo of him having the same book, like an actual hard copy. And it was the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> but the point is, love talks. And just like the hundreds and thousands of languages that billions of people speak every day, love has its own languages too. And according to Chapman, he highlights five love languages. And in that book, he says that once you are able to identify your husband or wife's primary love language, you will find the key to a long-lasting and loving marriage. But of course, I'm not yet married, and marriage is way too far down the line for me. 
I'm still in college, but you know, love languages aren't just for romantic relationships. It can be as simple as the way you express it with your family, to your friends, or even to yourself. And I personally think it's really important to know your own love language because it helps you to make deeper and more meaningful connections with the people around you and especially with yourself. It helps you to communicate better, understand better, express better, and, well, love better. <laughs> the thing is, we all speak different love languages, and that's why not only is it important to know your own love language, but to also know the people around you's love language. If you haven't read the book or if you aren't familiar with love languages, I'll just give you a short rundown on the book. In Gary Chapman's book, he talked about his experience being a marriage counselor. And upon years and years of talking and helping couples, he recognized a pattern between married couples and that was their misunderstanding of one another and their needs. And in those patterns, he discovered that there are five love languages. And he believes that if you're able to speak your partner's love language, you both will feel loved and appreciated and ultimately having a much happier relationship. And in that book, he identifies those five love languages and they're pretty self-explanatory, so I'm not going to go fully in-depth in explaining them. But the first one is words of affirmation. So it's more of spoken words being said, encouraging praises, love notes, cute text messages, compliments, those stuff. Another is quality time. It doesn't directly correlate with physical dates, but it's as simple as giving your undivided attention to that one person. So things like listening when they're telling a story, making eye contact, being present and in the moment, and giving your focus to them. The third one is physical touch. Again, it doesn't necessarily correlate with anything sexual, but as simple as holding their hand, putting your arm around their shoulder, giving bear hugs, you know, like me. <laughs> the other one is acts of service, so it's more of doing nice things for them. It could be things like carrying their bags for them, helping them with their groceries, washing the dishes, you know, simple stuff. You don't have to go all grand. And the last one is receiving gifts, so again, pretty self-explanatory. Personally, I think my love language is quality time. I don't, I just don't think, I know it is. <laughs> That's why I'm here right now, sitting by a window after a very tiring midterms week, spending my time here on this podcast and spreading the love from here. <laughs> but seriously, I find great comfort just simply knowing someone's there, willingly spending their time with me, being there for me, being in the moment with me. I mean, I always think of it as that is time you're never getting back. And out of all the things you could be doing right now, you chose me. You chose to spend time with me and I appreciate that a lot. I promise I am. I sound really monotonous right now because midterms week was just hell. And I'm still post midterm brain, so it's not functioning as it's maximum quality so this episode is more of just what my brain is like after hell week so yeah <laughs> for my second love language oh by the way in his book he always he always no he also says that everyone has two love languages one is their primary and the other is their secondary love language so yeah 
for my second love language. I think this one changed over time, and like my other episode stories, I did not see this one coming too. Before, like pre-COVID era, I'd say it was physical touch. A lot of my friends can vouch for this, but I am a hugger. I love giving hugs to my friends, bear hugs specifically. And it's a pretty normal thing that I do when expressing my affection to my friends a lot. But now in COVID, you can't do that anymore with the whole social distancing thing. So be safe, kids. Stay at home, healthy, and hydrated. (laughs) But now with COVID, it kind of transitioned to words of affirmation. So I kind of had to learn and be comfortable expressing affection through words. And it wasn't easy for sure because I'm not that expressive normally with words. And now it kind of became the only way I can express it with all the precautionary measures, you know. I think our love languages are definitely bound to change over time because we will experience a lot of different things and a lot of circumstances would change over time. So it's bound to change one way or another. I mean, my primary love language is still the same, but my secondary one changed and I never thought it would change because I'm such a strong believer that actions speak louder than words. So it kind of becomes ironic now, but a lot of change, a lot change, and I think that's okay. Change is the only thing constant in this world. You can either sit and pout and throw tantrums like a child, or you can be mature, accept it, and go on with life. I mean, before with my family, I never, I was never open to my family and about a lot of other stuff because it's not that I wanted to be, but it's more of I never felt like I had to tell them anything. Does that make sense? Like, I could tell them and they could know, but it's like, is it necessary for me to tell them? It's like that. But now, ever since we've been quarantined together, I became so close with my family that I started to tell them everything about my life. Everything, as in the good, the bad, the important, the irrelevant stuff, things that they should know, things that they shouldn't even know. <laughs> like, everything. I suddenly started being open and telling them about everything in my life and everything that goes on in my life it's a good kind of change because i feel a lot closer with them more than ever and i feel like they know me better now because before i'm naturally a more reserved and closed off kind of person from an outside perspective i never disclose anything about my life especially if i don't see that information being a life or death or a mandatory requirement kind of thing like that level of importance to be said so in this covid era i could definitely say my love language is words of affirmation and i think it's my family's second love language too to be honest i think we're all the same ours first is like quality time and then second is words of affirmation with my friends i'd say it's pretty much the same especially with my best friend it's quality time and words of affirmation i mean again like i said a while ago you kind of have no other way But both me and my best friend would also be physical touch if it weren't for COVID. We're both very expressive through hugs and like friendly punches, you know, like when you punch your friend when you're both dying of laughter. It's like that. (laughs) Also, with an LDR setup, it's also the same thing. You kind of have no other choice but to have quality time and words of affirmation be your love language. For me, I try as much as I can to text back and reply when I know he has time. Because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this, but 
in the Korean army, they have little to no time to be on their phones. So it's honestly hard to have time to talk to him because he's in the middle of serving his enlistment. But the few times that he does have time, as much as I can, I give my full attention and time to him because it's very limited. And of course, I want to spend time with him is the whole point. (laughs) So my love language has definitely been shaped because of the circumstances I'm in with COVID, my family, my friends, the LDR setup. It's a lot different. Um, from before, of course, pre-COVID, but now it's like different situations, different scenarios, but all equally molded my two love languages into what it is now. And I'm definitely no expert in properly expressing my affection with words, but I'm still in the process of learning. And to anyone who's also still learning and finding out their love language, don't rush it, you'll figure it out eventually. I mean, there's a test online that you can do if you want to find out your two main love languages. You can just search it up on Google, love language test, and just look for the topmost link. I actually took a test a while ago before recording. I'll tell you my results. Hold on. Okay, so I got a 40% on quality time, 27% on physical touch, 17% of words of affirmation, 13% on acts of service, and 3% on receiving gifts. Wow, I guess my second love language can be both physical touch and words of affirmation. (laughs) But again, like I've said before, I'm someone who naturally expresses affection through physical touch. I'm a hugger, it's in my DNA. (laughs) And I swear, I really appreciate it when people text me long messages, it really makes me happy. Especially the time when I started receiving those messages from people that I haven't even spoken to in a long time or people sometimes that I don't even know. And they would take the time to message me saying how much my podcast helped them to relax during quarantine and saying things to me. And some of my old classmates would even message me saying that because of the podcast, it feels like the old days when we were in our classroom and I'd be telling them stories or my thoughts out of nowhere. <laughs> I swear, I've always been a natural at storytelling, so this podcast is absolutely perfect for me. And the moral lesson of this episode is know the people you love's love language so you can express love better and make happy and lasting relationships. Because in this life, it's hard to find good people and lasting friendships. So if you have that in your life and you want to keep that person or friendship for a very long time, do something about it. But of course, learn about your own love language too. Just like a wise man once said, true love first begins with loving myself. And to my fellow armies and BTS fans, yes, that wise man is Kim Namjoon. <laughs> so learn your own love language too, so you can love yourself better too. You deserve it just as much as you value the people you love and the relationships you have with them. And that ends my TED Talk on Love Talks. (laughs) Come on, give me a break. This week has been hell and anyone in my class can vouch for that. It's been a tough week, so let me be cheesy and corny at the same time. (laughs) But I hope you learned something about love languages and maybe about some of the things I shared. This episode is a little bit shorter because I didn't honestly have an outline prepared since, again, I just woke up from a nap. This episode is a lot more chill than my other episodes because you get to hear the noises in the back. 
I don't know, is it more relaxing to hear the noise? I, I think so, but anyway, if you've reached this far into the episode, thank you so much for listening and tuning in at Zero O'Clock with Trish. I hope I was able to keep you company while you study or relax or doing something else. My friends always come up to me and tell me that they listen to my podcast while studying, so to anyone who needs a study buddy, I got you. <laughs> so click the follow button right up there so you can stay tuned with future episodes here at Zero O'Clock. And if you want to listen more, you can go check out my other episodes if you need more company. Until then, I want to thank you very much for listening and I hope you have a good day or night. Till next time!